0: Three, two, one.
1: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts.
0: Welcome to the deep dive Andy it is Super Bowl week the finish line for the NFL season is oh so close cannot wait for to to, I'm I'm so prepared for next week to just be all about the Australian Open tennis handicap just nothing else going on in sports. Um, I'm sure your college basketball is going extremely well. Congratulations on crushing. Uh, NBA golf is going well right now It is, I, I'm so happy to put a bow on the season. So ready to move into the offseason of the NFL. Um, but somebody, this, yeah, did somebody
1: get, did ask about like, do you ever get sick of talking about the NFL? Like, yeah, like week 10. Still, I I but I do love. I'm I'm jacked for it. Um, I and the Super Bowl offers so many unique opportunities to get involved. Whether you're doing it, you know, a numbers board with your buddies, or you know, there's prop contests. There's a million props to bet. You know, just uh, making making (laughs) what? Maybe you make some special fancy dish. For the Super Bowl party every year or whatever you're having at home. It's it's fun. Like it it doesn't matter that the number is really, really baked already and it's probably where it should be. And the market has decided where things need to be days ago, if not a week ago. It's still a great game. There's a lot of fun. You got the commercials. You got the ge- Just the fact that we got a good matchup, I think, is great, too. Like, there has been a few over the past few years. It's like, fuck, I'm not excited about this matchup whatsoever. This, like, this is a good one, though. Is, this is a really good one just from a uh, standpoint of watching the game. Somebody in the chat here is asking, will you have a prop pod? Literally, the Wednesday evening YouTube only slash uh, podcast will be 100% props and uh yeah i'm i'm very excited and you know we might even do a halftime show
0: yeah and we and and uh, we have a guest for the prop pod uh we had you know got very lucky booked him way early so should be good to you know should be good to go it'll be a ton of fun uh handicapping the gatorade color the anthem halftime you know the anthem length over under the first song of the halftime show we're gonna get it all uh, and that there's, a will couple, be there's a
1: couple of fucked up ones already. Like they're, they're pushing the envelope. Like one is like, will anybody slap the girl referee on the butt? Like, Hey, what are, what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> like, <What>? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, it's one, I won't even, I won't even dog on them. It's an offshore, but because okay. it'll be the first female referee and there's like six props and one it's fine. Like, will she have her hair under her hat or will it be in a ponytail? That's fine. Betting on an NFL player slapper in the butt feels feels awful. Like I won't be, we won't, we won't be betting on that one. It would be a story. It would be a story,
0: though. Yeah. Um, The uh, hey, how did somebody possibly guess what the what the the guess was going to be? Anyway, no confirmation. No confirmation. Uh, One more. Uh, Okay, so the prop pod a little housekeeping. Prop pod will be Wednesday. Today we are going to do the big game handicap. We are going to hit this from every single possible angle. Um, You know, if you know, there's got to be some value somewhere, right? I mean, it look. I saw this 88% trend over the weekend that I think I'm probably going to make some bets on. It's surely going to cash, right? 88% happens 100% of the time, right? um it's like,
1: it's like uh, god what is <laughs> panther sex panther i couldn't think of the name of the clone
0: it, i, I we'll, we're gonna find some value somewhere <clears throat> um yep. but i guess what'd you think what'd you think real quick though uh there was big news in the nfl over the weekend before we get into the big game the handicap jared goff apparently was a tradable asset who knew um i guess the salary cap really does mean nothing you can put yourself in cap jail with terrible contracts to Todd Gurley and Jared Goff that you give out in back-to-back years. And it doesn't matter. Apparently you can retool on the fly. No problem. No questions asked. Someone will take on those assets is what we've learned. And the salary cap really means nothing. So anything that any preconceptions I had of teams this upcoming season based on salary cap, anything, I'm going to go ahead and throw them out the window right now. Um, Pretty wild that Jared Goff and Matt Stafford are switching teams. Um, Rams are back in it, right? I mean, is this the regular Rams, the you know a top three, uh, top top of the market in the NFC, top three team, probably?
1: Do you? Yeah, it's it's funny that we spent so much time on the salary cap without answering your question. Maybe, probably not. Honestly, Tr- truthfully, top five, maybe not top three. I think they already were on the cusp of top five. I don't know if it it makes a massive difference. Um, do you remember the Drew Carey show? Not the Drew Carey show, that's literally what that one was called. The one where he <laughs> the, the one where he the did. Improv. Right. No, no, the improv one.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh whose line is it? Anybody?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at the beginning. He's like, where, where the rules are made up and the points don't matter.
0: Yes, yes. That's yes, that's, that's what cap. I was thinking That's the salary.
1: That's cap. what it makes me feel like. Um so upgrade. It's an upgrade for the Rams at quarterback, maybe it's likely not an upgrade for Matthew Stafford for weapons around him it is True. a it's it is a definite upgrade for Matthew Stafford for as far as coaching and scheme absolutely but at the same time the rams window is very tight all things considered not just salary cap but the fact of the you know the, the rest of the NFC the fact that some of their players are aging and the, it doesn't matter if salary cap might be not an issue there are players you cannot just you can't retain everyone that's just not how things work so they yeah they' are a top five team in the NFC but I don't it's not like some massive upgrade I'm not I'm not swinging wildly at the Rams here
0: oh 100 agree no no no. Yeah. I think J, J, uh, Goff's ceiling was getting you to like a bottom like a like the bottom of the top 10 in quarterback mm-hmm. performance. Like his ceiling was he was going to finish nine, 10, 11 you know, overall in terms of quarterback performance. I think Stafford's kind of his likely is probably in that range. You know, it's 10 to 16. He's probably going to get there. His ceiling is still kind of in the eight, nine, 10 just department, just so. but his floor is a lot higher than Goff's, right? I mean, I guess yeah, yeah, injury, he- injury accepting his floor is higher.
1: He is a little injury prone. He does like to take a hit. Again, that's a maybe it's a Wolford season who knows but yeah, I'm I'm not excited uh, about the jump they took in the market. The Lions, I like it. I think it was a good trade for both teams. I mean final note on it. Good tra- good trade for both teams, but I especially like it for the Lions. Outside of the money. Um, roster wise. It buys them enough time to rebuild and then hire an actual coach in two years. Like, you you acquire a bunch <laughs> of draft picks. No, seriously, this has to be a placeholder, yeah. right? You acquire these draft picks, you put some talent around a young quarterback that you find in this draft or next, and then you get a different coach in two years. And your roster is set up to compete in the NFC North.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's Goff
1: Goff might be really bad with a bad coach, though. I, yeah, I don't
0: disagree. Okay. Let's get into the Super Bowl and let's get some stuff off the top here. Okay. Top row. Just disclaimers. This is an efficient market. Agree or disagree?
1: Heartily agree. Okay. Uh,
0: We know a lot about these teams, right? There's not really any surprises. There may be some disagreement about how much home field is worth. There may be some disagreement about Eric Fisher's impact on the offensive line being in or out of this game. There may be some slight disagreement on, uh, you know, how certain parts of these two teams match up with each other. But in general, this is a pretty. There's not a lot of uncertainty really coming into this market and into this game. And as with most Super Bowls, um, any kind of idea that there is some massive edge is probably unfounded. Uh, as with most Super Bowls, uh, it just because there is one game left in the season doesn't mean you have to bet it and that definitely doesn't mean you have to put a normal week's worth of action into play on one game uh, certainly. Uh, and you know a lot of people are you know they you know there's a funneling effect as you have fewer and fewer games where people feel like they will bet every game regardless of an edge or not. Uh, and just recognize that like there's if you're if you know it's it's a common, um, error as a young player in this space to put any much more at risk in this game than you would for any normal game on a regular week in a Sunday in the NFL. Okay. You can, I will absolutely listen to anyone who says, but the prop market is full of a lot of soft props and I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to have a lot at risk in the prop market. Fine. That's fine. I just mean in terms of the side and the total in this game and the the kind of the degrees of freedom in terms of the uncertainty here. It's mm-hmm. a narrow, it's narrow. Okay. And I, you know, and that said, it's stupid and stinks to do content all week. And I'm gonna do freaking 10 shows probably this week, and everyone's gonna ask the same questions, and it stinks not to seem like you have an opinion on the game. Right? That does suck. That, and what, I, and like I, I have was, an opinion. I, I have depressed depressed an opinion on this, but I know that it's not this. an edge that's bigger than a normal game. I know it. No. No, and I mean let's
1: just cut the cut the crap, Drew. What's what's <laughs> what if you put in your numbers together, what do your numbers make this side? Three and a half. Yeah.
0: Like yeah.
1: I'm I'm closer to three. Like if I if I had to bet it based fully on numbers, it would be you should take Tampa at this number. But again, okay. it's not a big enough, it's not a big enough edge. To overcome the vague it's not a big enough edge to play sure especially at the the where the total sits it's probably not i think that definitely should be taken into account with a high total like this it lessens the edge so it does sure. suck like i was i was kind of i don't want to say depressed that's the wrong word I'm, I'm a happy guy but i was a little <laughs> down in the dumps like thinking about this podcast this stream we we're gonna do today thinking like man are we just gonna have to tell people don't bet this and uh-huh. uh roxy roxborough had a good point about this too he said you know if if you're not, and I know a lot of our audience doesn't fall into this category, but it's like if you're betting one game a year, I, who gives a shit if you get the best number? Of course, just have fun, bet it. But if I of mean, course. if you're taking, if you're taking this it, seriously, if yeah, you're taking not, it just, seriously, yeah, we're not Yeah, right. yeah, like 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 we are trying to do. If you're taking it seriously, you're betting the NFL all year, trying to grind out an edge. Then please, yeah, I, I've seen, and granted, some of these people weren't the brightest when it c- comes to this sort of thing, they're very smart people in life, but I've seen people wipe out their whole, their whole year on the super bowl. Like I've seen somebody have a, you yeah, have a good season. Thank you. And then he's like, he's like, uh, and then they go 10 times their bet. If on you, the side, yes. Five times on the total. Yeah. And then they hit the second half. And it's like, Oh man, I had, uh, I had, I had, you know, it was up like 20 units and now it's gone. Like, Don't do that. That's no fun. It's more yeah. fun to have that cash and roll it into college basketball.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely do not go into this game thinking that is going to decide your season one way or the other. If you have been listening to this podcast regularly, if you have been exercising kind of good handicapping and good judgment and, you know, good bankroll management throughout the season, this game should not impact your bottom line on the NFL season one way or the other. Period. It should not. And this is how this this is how this goes. This will be the most wagered upon sporting event in North America this year. Period. This one game and these these markets, the side and the total will have they will write so much action on these relative to a normal game where you may have an edge in college basketball or a golf matchup or you name it. Right. This is the bookmakers year end bonus here. They have a tight number. They are going to write massive amounts of action on both sides of this. Massive. There's there is sentiment. You there are people who are making the same case for Kansas City. Turn around, somebody make an equally strong case for Tampa Bay. There is lots of action being written on both sides here. Promise you. Right. Then this is the year end bonus for the bookmakers. Okay. And there is there is, you know, you can you know, we're not your mom. (laughs) We're not here to tell you what how to have fun, right? Have fun. This is, you know, sports betting is fun. This is entertainment, but but bet it with eyes open. That you you know you know what you're getting involved with with this game. So with that said, Chiefs by by a million, right? That's Chiefs by a million. Who's with me? Who's coming with me?
1: (laughs) Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been showing a bit of value for me, and I've been ignoring it. Okay, maybe. So maybe you know I'll do it one more time. Like yeah, let's just let's do the guns to the heads, which is dangerous. You should always have the safety on. Yeah, but (laughs) if you had like if I had to bet a side in total. Your would Tampa? Just, Uh no, I'd pay I'd pay 20 cents, lay the three, okay. and I'd and I'd bet the over because that's what I'd want to cheer for. Sure, of course. I want of to course. cheer for Kansas City rolling down the field. I want to cheer for Tom Brady coming back, staying with them, shot for shot, and then Kansas City scoring late, winning by five. Like yeah, that's what I, I, I want it.
0: to watch. So you if I it?
1: had to bet it, that's what we're doing.
0: I love it. Okay. Um, and I've I mean, we've already bet this game. If I have Chiefs plus five plus 550 in my queue at one place, 450 at another place. I, I have Chiefs only, by the way. I don't have any Tampa Bay at all, <laughs> which is kind of weird. I completely missed this boat that Tampa was going to make a run through from the wild card to get here. Um, I got a teeny little bit of stake in one place, but it's not going to be a big dollar sign at all if Tampa wins here. Um, and I have Mahomes at 3-1 to win the MVP from prior to the AFC title game. So I'm in. I'm staked here the chiefs on with good numbers for the chiefs to win and the fact that i look at the market and i see a 60% implied break even on the money line for the chiefs makes me pretty happy now i'm a little higher than 60% for them i'm a little higher than 3 a flat 3 i'm i'm a little higher than the 3-120 also um and i have a long tail in my distribution where the chiefs do win by comfortable margin Um, I don't have a long tail in the Tampa Bay winning by comfortable margin at all. I think if Tampa Bay wins, it's a pretty narrow set of outcomes and it's a pretty close game, right? Uh, You don't see Tampa Bay blowout as a reasonable, because Chiefs are going to get back into it if Tampa Bay ever has margin in this one, right? So this is is a game that does have lopsided potential outcomes, and I think it's long in favor of the Chiefs, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, The market in this one opened at 3... Three and a half, depending on where you looked. Um, a one week ago today, we talked about the openers and made some commentary on where the number was going to go. If we thought it would go anywhere, I kind of thought it was going to end up at three and a half because I thought there was going to be more market support overall for the Chiefs. But it looked to me, at least, like the market making books who were writing big five figure tickets on Monday last week wanted to write a little bit of Tampa Bay plus three and a half at a decent vig. And then they wanted to have a flat three for the rest of the market cycle. That's kind of what it's looked like to me. And there's just been some jockeying around uh, with the juice since then. Uh, and reasonably, this is where we landed when these two teams played back in November. So it's not shocking. That number closed three. So the fact that it is going to this game is going to close three also seems reasonable. Do you have any thoughts on sort of the, the market maturation? And do you think... Do you the think only, this yeah, the week only is going to be more Chiefs money that pushes us back to three and a half, or do you think we're we're here? We've, the only the difference,
1: yeah. The only difference is it being a neutral. And yeah, say what you, I mean, say what you want about that, and and truthfully, say what you want about the first matchup being having any home field. So maybe there is. So maybe it's a good analog for that. The fact that you're probably talking neutrals in either case, I guess. But like the the home field isn't there for me. I'm. I can give them the tiniest of bumps for the fact that it's a stadium they're comfortable. I don't know if that's even a thing like the, the crowd. I just don't see the crowd being pro either team, the crowd's just going to be a bunch of people with the money you can get to the Super Bowl. The crowd's going to be excited for a lot of, you know, both teams. And it's not, it actually is a decent size, but I don't think you're going to see a rough bias. So I'm, I'm fine with the number being where it's at all things considered. And how Tampa's played the last couple weeks, how the Tampa offense has looked, especially when we saw some hiccups in the regular season. So, I guess no surprises on the side, especially considering you know you said it. It did it land three or no? Tampa lost by two, I believe, in the regular season. Three. They lost it, by three.
0: Yeah, it landed in the middle. There were some some they some shops wrote Casey minus two and a half for a little bit. And some, and a lot of people took Tampa Bay plus three and a half. I know that. So it, it landed in the middle. Yeah, th-
1: It was three. I, I kept thinking that Tampa three. covered most numbers. And that's why for some reason I thought it was two. So Everyone three. that we
0: know that bet the game got Tampa three and a half early in the week.
1: Yeah. So they covered everything with some late points and yeah, they scored four. It was 14, nothing in the fourth quarter. I mean, it went into the fourth quarter, 27 to 10. I mean, if you really look at that box score and see how Kansas City played against a great team on the road, you know maybe this should be three and a half, but if you really take into account what's happened over the last however many weeks, what was that? It was the end of November, somewhere in the neighborhood of week, what 10, maybe, nine, ten. So if you take into you take into account everything that's happened since then, how they played in the playoffs, and the fact that Kansas City's down a couple linemen, it's it's the right number. I mean and granted, yeah like we're, like we're saying we're coming up with the same number a lot of people we know are coming up saying this number is pretty damn sharp and that is kind of what you run into in Super Bowls so if you do you know if you in with covid maybe you should just tease it with
0: the uncertainty mm. okay don't do that <laughs> with covid and the uncertainty just tease it just uh, tease chiefs, it. just tease Chief, chiefs, chiefs perfect teaser like right yeah why not um no way you could have a tie in the Super Bowl anyway the fundamentally uh the market looks like it's going to land where the preseason excuse me where the regular season market landed um that one by the way landed i the the biggest the the market making books jockeyed around from minus three minus 120 minus 119 on game day morning um but it was basically a juicy minus three for the chiefs the um any money line was plus excuse me minus 166 for the Chiefs on the close so now it's I guess it's a little um there's a little bit more you know a little shaded a little little more towards uh, Casey I suppose um, do you have a big free money line probability here for the Chiefs do you have a number in your mind
1: 150. Okay. I mean, I I guess I hadn't really put much thought in that. 150,
0: 160.
1: Okay. I don't know what what did you say you were at? I was answering someone in the chat.
0: Um I'm a little higher than that. I'm in about I'm about minus one seventy five, minus one eighty okay. almost. Um, but I recognize why Tampa Bay is a hot side. I mean, Tampa Bay is a little bit of a hot side, right? I mean, this is this has moved a little bit in their direction. Um You can't get plus 150. I guess it looks looks like the best number out there. I guess Circa has a plus 150. That's the best number you're going to find anywhere in Tampa. So they're asking for juice on the KC side by your numbers. All right. Um, So the market has warmed, you know, it's gotten to a fair place here. The total we saw come down from 58, 57 market wide to 56. Is uh, Is that a reasonable? Uh, yeah. That was
1: another one too where we said we said like if they really are gonna and we were looking at soft openers when we first had that conversation. We said if this is gonna open up there, it's gonna come down. And you know, in my head said, Well, Andy, you just said it's gonna come, come down. Don't you want to bet this under? And then I thought, No, I don't. I really don't. I want I don't want I get it, it's a, it's likely the sharp side, you'll get closing line value. But what are the two points between fifty eight and 56 all the worth it's not a ton
0: like a like a percent ish
1: yeah it's not worth much um you know closing line value is nice but now when it's a side you don't like just because you know or you just i don't want to say no it makes me sound a little just because you think you know how a market's going to move doesn't mean you should automatically just take that side to get the closing line value. If oh, you sure. Disagree, if you disagree with it. I'm, I'm not saying the market's dumb or wrong, but I, I disagree with it enough that not enough to bet the over, but certainly enough to keep me off the under, even though it did end up moving down a little. If it continues to tick down, if there's like a bunch of late under money and it's not from the spots where I would be worried about, I might think about taking a late over.
0: Okay. Um, the, first matchup closed at a f- flat 56. So the fact that you look around and we're at a flat 56 should not surprise you. Uh and again, you know, it can't, the first matchup, we'll get into that in a little more detail here in a second, but um you know, this is another long tail over, right? I mean, there's not a long tail under for sure. There's a, I think there's a very few game states where this is lower scoring than 44 right yeah this is probably most of these outcomes i think land in the 44 to 60 ish range um and but there's a long tail to the over each team could score 30 each team is capable of scoring and in fact when you if you want to kind of pivot right to the handicap then um the question you have to ask yourself when you're handicapping a chiefs game Is this an offense capable of scoring 30 points? Yes or no? If yes, then they're alive. And Tampa is capable of scoring 30 points, so technically they're alive. Um, I personally... I did not see it in the first matchup. I did not understand the Tampa Bay momentum really uh, at all in the market. Uh, It was, again, a very popular play to take the three and a half points. It was in Tampa. There were people who thought that Tampa was going to pull off the upset in that game. And in the first half, it never really felt like it was a close contest. Chiefs pulled out some of the good plays. This was kind of when we started the good plays narrative to a degree, because it yeah. looked like they kind of pulled out some looks in the first half that were pretty unique. We hadn't really seen in a couple of weeks. It was pretty exciting to watch it. And it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh man. Now that they're up against tough competition, they're just going to, uh, you know, just run rough shot on these guys. But you know, they let they, they got some fortuitous turnovers in the first half that made that margin look a little bigger than it really ought to have been. And then they kind of put the good plays away in the second half. Tampa Bay had made some defensive adjustments. They started playing the more common way. We've seen teams defend Pat Mahomes where you put more safeties back and you're less aggressive with your pass defense and you just try to get pressure with your front four. And it worked to a degree. Um, You know, they had scored 14 garbage time points that made the margin final closer than it seemed. Um, But, Ultimately, if I had to regrade how that game went, the game state made a huge impact in terms of you know how it landed, obviously. Um, but I still think that was a one score win by the Chiefs ultimately, even though the back door and the 14 points late were, you know, pretty garbage time points. It still took the Chiefs converting three first downs at the end of that contest with the ball, not to yep. give it back, not to give it back and give <clears throat> Brady one more chance to score a game behind so- field goal.
1: The t- the turnovers were in the second half for for Tampa.
0: Oh, were they? So yeah, how did so, they well, get such margin in the first half? So it I'm, was, am it I was
1: yeah, Tampa Tampa went five and out, whichever you know, they went like 20 yards. So five and out, if you want to call it that's the of point of phrase. They went three and out, three and out, three and out. At this point, Kansas City is up 17-0. Tampa has gotten one first down. They've punted four times. Kansas City has the ball up seventeen nothing. Drives the field, first and goal from the eight. Up seventeen zip. The fumble.
0: That's right the, the, now, yes.
1: The sack fumble. Oh, I now, that, about that. That and it, it wasn't you know it wasn't a sack fumble. that was in the shadow of your goal line or put you in instant field goal position. It was pretty much recovered right where it landed, if I remember right. I, that's where ta- I remember. Tampa yep. Tampa did take this. And drive the field. That was how they scored in the first half. They got their only touchdown of the first half, their only points of the first half. Kansas City got the ball back with a few minutes left, went down, kicked a field goal. It wasn't like a shit we ran out of time field goal. It was, you know, it it, it was getting close, but I think they, they did. It was some of that Andy Reid end of the time. Man, you know, they were down within the, t- I think inside the red zone. Let me pull it up. Yeah. They kicked the field goal from the 11 yard line. So they got yeah. down to the red zone with, you know, f- it looks like 40 seconds, seconds left. Seconds. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the- and then, so you go in the half 20 to seven, Tampa Bay comes out, kicks a field goal. All of a sudden it's a 10 point game. Casey answers instantly. 27, 10 Tampa pick Kansas city three and out Tampa pick Kansas City three and out, kind of reminding me of the Green Bay game all yeah, of a wow. sudden. Yeah. Huh. Where, where it goes, yeah, it goes because I mean all it was is one fewer interception, but cause Green Bay went touchdown, pick, punt, pick, punt. <laughs> so this went, yeah, this went pick punt, pick, punt. And then at that point, I'm looking at uh, the the first touchdown drive started with 13 seconds left in the third quarter. So I they're down. They're down 27 10, which is three scores. Yeah. Which is comfortable time in the fourth quarter. You're down three scores in the fourth quarter. The first drive didn't take long.
0: Lightning fast. Can-
1: yeah, it was lightning fast. Kansas City punted, but they did take six minutes off the clock. Uh, like you said, Kansas City or Tampa Bay was able to score again in like two minutes, but then Kansas City just wild away the last four minutes. So, yeah. It was it was eerily similar, minus one final score. Really, they just weren't close enough in in that case, or in Green Bay's case, you know, they were ahead. But it the the fact that it went pick punt, pick punt, and uh, this one Tampa didn't quite go Tampa's way, but it went Tampa's way as far as ATS.
0: <coughs> Tampa scored and Brady. They scored fast too. They didn't they didn't waste time. They didn't melt and milk the clock. They just lightning fast scores in the fourth quarter. Bam, bam. Um, and you're right. I mean, shoot. Kansas City won time of possession in the fourth quarter. Like, what? Like, ten? Like, uh, ten to five? Maybe yeah. two? They went two to one on them time of possession in the fourth quarter, and Tampa Bay scored two touchdowns. Sport. Yeah, Kansas City didn't. I mean,
1: granted, the last four minutes were a just get rid of the clock, but uh, and but Brady. Let's,
0: let's, please, let's zero in on that drive. That was that. This was kind of the game that made me start to think hard about how important Mahomes' mobility was because. First, the first two first downs they converted were Mahomes scrambles, scramble up the middle for four yards on second and three, scramble to the left for eight yards on second and six. And then it's third and seven with a minute 15 to go. If they don't convert this third down, then they're going to have to punt back. And it's going to be like a minute left with no timeouts. And uh, Tampa Bay is going to have a chance to tie. Mahomes makes a pass short left to Tyree kill. He's he runs. It was yards after catch there that got that for eight yards. Just enough to get the first down, and then Tampa Bay never sees the ball back. So interestingly, this was one where Mahomes rushing, especially in this fourth quarter, ended up being a pretty important aspect uh, in getting this putting this game away. Um, just interesting note there. Brady game has- landed under the total. Yes. Oh yeah. And it, but it was largely because of the missed opportunity to score points by the chiefs in the first you know with the fumble at the goal line that would have probably flown over if they'd got there uh not scoring either of their long drives in the fourth quarter just evaporating that clock but you know chiefs with the lead is generally good for an in-game under we know this chiefs with the deficit is really good for an in-game over we know this um and yeah chiefs put chiefs with a big lead didn't pad it didn't Run away and hide. They let a team back in. That's kind of been their mo as well. Even against the Bills, you know, in the AFC title game, they let them score some late points. They they didn't I recover long. These guys are
1: going to kick field goals. Fuck it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they let that margin oh. come in anyway. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, so they, there's there was a lot of typical this this you know this week twelve matchup between these teams was pretty typical. After losing this game, Tampa Bay obviously went into their bye, came out of their bye, and has been a much, much better team since. I don't know. Brady still has thrown – somebody
1: brought it up in the chat. Somebody said, you know, the those Brady interceptions were made a big difference. He he does that in bunches sometimes. He yeah. has thrown 15 picks now if you count the postseason, which is not a clean year for him. And some of these have been kind of bad. The one to Evans, just over, just airmailing that over his head, like – if Kansas city's offense is a clicking and the good plays are a poppin and you decide to throw away a possession or two like that, it, it I don't know if anything else matters. Like at that point, if, if Kansas city's offense is in full go mode, and shit's working, and the pass rush from Tampa's not getting home, you throw away one or two possessions and, like, oh, yeah, no shit, Andy. The turnover battle's going to decide a game? Yeah, like, this is it's, – <laughs> it's, it's it's a death penalty for teams if Kansas City's offense is moving. Because, yeah. you know, you see, you can't, you can't win games with field goals. You really can't win them with interceptions. It's even worse than a field goal, I think.
0: Brady has five multi pick games this year.
1: Yeah. Bunches. He does it in weird bunch where he was clean against Washington. He was clean in the second game. And then he just yeah, he just he went he went dirty again against Green Bay. I mean, the the one to the sideline was kind of weird with the route, but I mean the where where he threw that was just like, uh oh, this is not good.
0: Okay, so let's okay, so then sipping back in a little bit more into the handicap here then um is it fair to say that Kansas City clearly has the better quarterback
1: yeah if his especially if his foot's fine and they're fine running him that's okay. such a that's such an underrated part of his is You know, everyone looks at the sidearm passes and the, the deep stuff to Tyreek, but the, the thing we've been talking about for weeks now is the, the clear out, the third down clear out where he just scampers for 15 yards before you even see anybody else in the shot. It's, yeah. uh, it's it's something. So if his toe is feeling better, if he shot up good and they're willing to run him, and, you know, it's one of those things where I don't give a shit how a player feels after the game because he got six months to feel better. Sure. Like that, you know, I, I would think last week is different because you say, well, you got two weeks to recover, but still we have another game to play. We can't break anybody. Not to say the teams are going to be negligent with a player, but sure, of uh, this is, this is something a player knows too. Like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to fight through this. If I'm sore for three days afterwards, so be it. That trophy will take care of a lot of pain. So mm-hmm. I would think they're less careful with him in the running game this week. That would be a big part. And then, you know, d- not not taking anything away from Tom. And Pat's had some Pat's had some bad throws. Down in the red zone. He's been a little suspect in a few spots. I'm looking up his his interceptions right now. Regular season. How did he only throw six? It feels like more.
0: No, it was he was very, very clean this Wow. Year. He he had three of them or two of them against the Dolphins, too. Like there was really yeah. Well, the,
1: it just it Once we, down the stretch, when we were dogging on them a little, there was a bunch of these near picks and yeah. I don't have that stat in front of me, just like interceptable, like Josh, Josh, turnover worthy, plays. turnover worthy plays a few of them. It's like, man, they're playing with fire because they need to keep scoring here to keep up with this team. And if he's going to do that in the red zone, that's bad news. He's been pretty clean. So if he's playing, if he's playing with his head on and his toes feeling fine, quarterback advantage but it's not by a ton. It's Tom Brady's been great this season.
0: Does the fact that this is Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl raise his floor in terms of how poorly he could play in this game, right? Like though he's not going to come out and have a stinker, right? I don't think I I mean he, he was not great in the two Giants Super Bowls largely because of the way the Giants were able to get pressure on him. By the way, one of those was a Steve Spagnuolo defense, but we'll get to that. Ooh. Um he hasn't ever really given us a true playoff stinker. <laughs> and, you know, I guess, is it fair to say his floor is, you know, is, is relatively high here just on the basis of experience?
1: Well, not only basis of experience, but the talent on this offensive roster outside of playoff Lenny.
0: Okay.
1: There's a lot of good receivers to bail him out. It's been a pretty good offensive line. He's experienced. He's had two weeks to recover, and you know, at, at his age, I think a bye week is, uh, you know, we talked about Patrick having a, a bad toe and maybe still some lingering effects from getting choked out. It's great for him, but it's way more important for a man at Tom's age. Of course, getting that extra week off is going to be big. Something, uh, and I still have the box score open from the first one. And he said it went under. It landed on fifty-one. Yeah. Which t- did stay under. You know, you won't you want to know how many combined red, red zone trips there were by the two teams? So,
0: okay, now does that include the touchdowns for Tampa? Because weren't Tampa's touchdowns really long? Like weren't they like That's 30, a, 40 yards? Yeah, I'm
1: just I'm just asking how many combined red zone? appearances there were by the I just
0: want teams. to know if that includes the one the Tampas touchdowns it probably does it does well, right
1: I, I'm not looking those up I, I'm not looking up yeah. each drive to look what, how what the last play was just
0: uh, eight
1: five there were only five red Zone appearances in a game with 51 points and only one was capitalized on
0: wow they were one of five in the red zone wow Kansas City Touchdown.
1: was Kansas huh. City was up 27 to 10. And was zero for three in the red zone.
0: Well, that was characteristic of their whole year. I, I mean, got to check that's if that last drive ended in the red character- zone or something. That's silly. Characteristic of their whole year. Their last drive didn't it ended at like the fifty. No, it, it um, ended at the
1: forty-one. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, we, we, in Kinda terms of world. in terms of handicapping, we say slightly lean. Uh, not slightly lean. Like decent, decent, decent case to be made. Kansas City has the better quarterback in this matchup. Higher expectations yes. of Pat Mahomes than Tom Brady. Okay, agreed. Kansas City has the better coach in this matchup.
1: Yeah, Hard
0: we dogged right?
1: we dogged on Arians two weeks ago, three weeks ago, saying he might be one of the worst coaches left in the. Div- he was the worst coach left in the divisional round. The you know he got bailed out by Drew Brees playing like shit. He was definitely again the worst coach in the in the championship round. And
0: Matt Lafleur. Outsmarted himself.
1: Yeah, Matt Lafleur was too cute by half. We kicked field goals against that offense, and I mean, and again, Tom Brady picks aside, he's looked good in the entire playoff run.
0: Sure enough, it's weird that
1: the pick. It's weird that the picks not only just like we talk about clusters, like the multi-pick games, just back to back to back, or even just yeah, the two right. games were and two games that we're looking for, at
0: a couple games, drives in a row. Yeah,
1: yeah, a couple drives in a row, like the. I don't know. That's that's goofy to me.
0: Yeah, it is it is goofy. I agree. Um he Okay, so coach better coaching staff Kansas City. We agree, right? Overall, Kansas City have the better defense? Eh,
1: Overall I'm a little Oh, really? I'm a <clears throat> It's close, but a little higher on Pat Tampa's pass rush, especially from a matchup standpoint just the, you know, the injuries. Lot higher on the on the uh, linebackers, but edge to edge to Kansas City's coverage unit. So okay. like, and so it's like two out of three for Tampa, but none of them are massive. So edge to Tampa, Tampa but I got a big one. I
0: guess uh, Tampa, clearly, Tampa, clearly the better run defense. Yes. But- Oh, that, sure. that only comes into play in terms of game state and live opportunities. We'll get to that. Um, but pass defense, you think, is is a 50-50. The pass defense from a pass rush standpoint is better for Tampa. Pass defense from a pass cover standpoint is better for Kansas City.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. But,
0: okay. Uh, Tampa Bay, clearly an edge in the trenches on both sides of the ball.
1: Absolutely. Their,
0: offensive, their offensive line, one of the best in football.
1: They move people.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tampa and Bay Company. Kansas City's defense has the very underwhelming Frank Clark, but the very awesome Chris Jones. Um, Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Tampa Bay, as good as their offensive line has been all season, and as great as they've been in these playoffs, they gave up a lot of pressure in the first time these two teams played. Brady got hit eight times in that game. Um, I don't recall if there were any sacks. There was one. There were three sacks. But there were eight quarterback hits overall. Um, there was one forced fumble. Uh, oh, actually, that was Tampa. Um,
1: yeah, that was the sack again. on Mahomes. So. The
0: sack. Yeah, the, the Kansas City did not record a sack. Is that
1: no, right? No, they, they were. They so there one, was one. one Tampa, me, he was one sacked sack. one time. The two picks. And again, I should have brought up the film on those to see if those were pressure related or if it was just effing up. A lot of penalties in the game. Something I kind of missed earlier that I wanted to bring up, there was 18 combined accepted penalties. Wow. And then just, you know, like I said, the three turnovers. A little bit of sloppiness.
0: All y- oh, um, not a lot of yardage, though, so they were little ones.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, I'm, I'm guessing.
0: False starts. Yeah, whatnot. just a lot
1: of procedural stuff. A little bit of sloppiness. Okay. Um, a lot of passing yards. 91 combined uh, attempts. 64 completions, like 800 damn yards. That's what I want. I want that except better red zone efficiency.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, All right, so then let's look into the game-specific matchups then and try to figure out how they matter. Um, Kansas City, when they have the ball in their offense, going up against Tampa's defense. If Tampa sticks to who they are, And they run out the defense that they usually like to play. I would characterize that as um, a little bit too reliant on the blitz for my taste. Bad idea. Which is a bad idea against Kansas City specifically, right? Um, They are very aggressive cornerbacks. They like to try to jump the short route. They like to, they can, they can, and they can give you excellent coverage, tight windows in this short and intermediate game. That may take away the you know the wide receiver screen a little bit. That may take away the quick slants a little bit. Maybe they can come up with a defensive strategy for to contain Kelsey, but ultimately, good luck if Tampa does their thing with the blitz in this one and really relies on their linebackers to be the decisive factor in this. Does Pat Mahomes eat them alive with the home run? Yeah, and it's going to be tough without the tackles, and you might be
1: you know you bring the blitz. If you can scheme a blitz that pushes him back and allows the DNs to get to him, where the blitzer likely doesn't touch him, the blitzer is pushing him back so he can't step up in the pocket, avoid the edge pressure, maybe that works. But as a general rule, blitzing doesn't work well if you're relying on a a linebacker, and these are good linebackers. In fact, some are pretty decent off-ball linebackers. But if you're going to rely on them to cover... You know, if you're relying on him to cover a uh, 75 year old Jason Witten, probably works. Of course. If you're relying on him to cover Kelsey, in just all his glory. That's not as fun. That's not as fun, especially where Pat can put the ball. So if yeah, if you're going to end up with a single coverage linebacker covering Kelsey over the middle, if you're going to bring a safety on a blitz and you're going to watch Tyreek streaking down that corner of the field, things like that are going to are going to come back to bite you. It's happened for years now, like bringing extra people at Pat just gives you better coverage matchups for him to hit, especially with the, the the kind of separation you can get with Kelsey's skill, his body, you know, what do you want to call it? Just his positioning, what he does to get open and then Tyreek's speed and everybody else, like even Hardman and Watkins, God willing, everybody there is really good at creating separation. So if you have one fewer guys in coverage, shit could get pretty, could pretty good, bad.
0: So, okay. So, and, and somebody
1: brought up Tampa's linebackers are pretty bad in pass coverage. I don't want to yell at them too bad about it. A lot of it is this scheme. They get put in bad situations. Like it looks like, out, yeah. they're, they're asked to do a ton. And I mean, you're right, Georgio, like they, they, they give up a lot against these linebackers, but the poor son of bitches, they get, they don't get much help because there's always blitzing going on. So if that's what we see, it could be a long day for the defense. Yeah.
0: Um, how who what is, I guess, do you have a guess as to how Todd Bowles um comes into this game from a game plan standpoint on defense? Does he stick? Does he is he true to the identity of this defense with plan A and they pass rush and they blitz Mahomes regularly, or do they say sure. their injured O line is enough that we get we're gonna our plan A is we're gonna get pressure with four. And we're gonna play like we're gonna play against Mahomes like we played him in the second half of the game in November, where we have you know safeties deep and we're less aggressive and we literally go out of what we normally do because that's the that's the kind of a key decision here, one way or the other for Tampa. Do we do we do our plan A or do we revise it to something that you know that maybe plays better into this current situation?
1: I would have I, you know. Don't you think you have a couple plans? I hate guessing what a coach is gonna do because we're always sure, wrong. I, I do, too. do, but. I guess my plan would be to do what you did in the second half versus them, drop some safeties, take away the deep stuff, make them work for it, make them like uh, the good doctor Eric says, cross the street a hundred times to get to the end zone, make <sighs> them take the short stuff, make them use Hilaire in the screen game, make them use the running game, make them use comebacks with Kelsey, short stuff, don't get beat over the top. You don't want to see, you don't want to see Tyreek running down the field with the safety fifteen yards behind him in the wrong direction. So it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. Somebody just said, pick your poison. It is kind of a pick your poison, but in, in a pick your poison and the short stuff, there's more of a chance of like a third down drop. Like you don't drop, they just, these guys don't drop the deep ball. They're so good. So I would do that. And then if it's not working, uh, sprinkle in some blitzes as with every, as with everything we say about coaching so much is being unpredictable doing different things differently, doing things that aren't on film.
0: Making aggressive adjustments. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Aggressive adjustments, especially at half, you have a longer halftime, so you can make wild adjustments if you really want to. And then also the, you know, like the, you know, the spread to run, you spread the, you spread your formation out to run the ball. It works better. You come in tight to pass doing, you know, doing things like that on defense, disguising coverages, disguising blitzes. You have to be, I mean, it has to be a master class in his part to do anything with this. So, good luck. I hope he. I hope he finds his happiness, but it could go bad. I, if I were him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't stick with it. The blitzing isn't going to work. Showed that in the first game. It, I mean, that's what the first half was.
0: Yeah. Um. This is Todd Bowles' first ever Super Bowl as a coach. Mm-hmm. But he. Did you know he won the Super Bowl as a player? I did hear that. I don't even remember who he was. On, what team he was on. He was a, he was on the washington football team in 1990 when they defeated the uh Denver Broncos 42 to 10.
1: <laughs> doug williams or was that ripping
0: uh this was the ripping year right yeah i this think season, doug williams I, you know was this, was 1988, this was the 1980 this was the 88 year this was doug williams uh Ripon doug. was against the bills a couple years later um yeah he Didn't was they win
1: with like three different quarterbacks the redskins back then yeah the, will,
0: yeah will, will, williams they were and, back then Theismann, Williams, and Rippon, Each one. They had a couple
1: MVPs in the eighties too,
0: all, all including did. the kicker. <laughs> That's right, Mark Murphy. Huge,
1: huge, huge! Art Mark Monk. Monk game. Art
0: yeah. Monk. The Some my favorite Old school receivers. Art, Art Monk, Monk was Alton. part of the Posse. Do you remember the Posse? Gary Clark, Art Monk, and Ricky Sanders. They were. I just know
1: poor. Gary Clark Jr. Yeah.
0: All right, so different um, guy. Different guy. Um, okay, the. Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator. I think he can make the right adjustments in this one. I agree with you. I don't like guessing what his plan A is going to be. But I think it kind of doesn't matter. I think the Chiefs are going to get theirs. I really don't think Tampa Bay can come into this game with the mindset that we're going to win with defense. Because guess what? We saw what we saw how that went last, last one year ago. We saw how that went. San Francisco came in with the mindset that they were going to win with defense. They weren't aggressive enough. They scored 20 points thinking they were going to beat the damn Chiefs. Get the hell out of here. Like, you know, you need to be a lot more aggressive as an offense. And, and guess what? Out. Last year's San Francisco 49ers defense is, was better than this year's Tampa Bay defense substantially. A lot you agree? And they yes. gave up 31 points, most of it in the second half. So, I you know, I, that, that is a good call. Yeah. Um, Tim yeah. Smith did have
1: a massive, massive playoff games. Um, Yeah, it, they're going to – and, you know, the, the thing we've harped on for, like, but what a month and a half, two months? Like, oh, are they saving the good plays? Like, this is not a, this is not a spout where you're saving the good plays. Like, the the good plays come out if they haven't already come out. Like, if there's anything left in the tank, you're going to see that. And yeah, it just like a good defense can maybe do it for a half, possibly three quarters. We saw we saw the Niners do it for almost three quarters, and I was honestly amazed that it worked that long. And then it just the wheels fell off. Yeah, I mean, if like the they need tired, a pass rush will get tired. They needed a better offensive game plan. Like, if they'd have scored more, a couple more, they it would have been a very good game. Instead, it was, wow, they're going to lose. They're going to screw this yeah. up here.
0: If Tampa Bay does well early in this game defensively, holds the Chiefs down to, say, like, 10 points or something in the first half, like, eventually the dam is going to break. Eventually. It, it always does. Um, and... I guess I, I give Tampa Bay like kind of the key to their defense, in my opinion, is they stopped the run extremely effectively. It is very, very, very tough to run down the throat of this team uh, and really put away games, which is, I think, what we see and what we were talking about with the first matchup here. I mean, Kansas City, again, they dominated time and possession in that fourth quarter, but they didn't score points. They eventually had to punt on that six-minute-long drive they after they got a couple of first downs and like Tampa Bay's run defense is solid. You know it's it's tough for uh, it's tough for me to see here he out even if the Chiefs get a lead that Tampa Bay is effectively doesn't you know continue to get chances. Um, and that's right. I think
1: ball. Kansas City knows the, you know the the run because if you look at so the the drive where they somehow had nine plays for twenty five yards. Yeah, which is amazing. To get <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But, how many I mean, minutes?
1: Yeah, yeah, six and a half minutes. Six and a half. But but they went so they went pass, run, pass, pass, run, sack, which was a pass, pass, the interception, which was negated by roughing the passer, another pass, then another run, then they went pass, 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 punt. Wow. And then obviously there was the the Fisher holding. There was the Allegretti holding. I never know if i was saying his name right, but there was there was two holding penalties to put him in like second and thirty. So yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not running on second thirty. But even when they were whiling away the clock, they were still passing quite a bit. I think they get it
0: because I think they yeah they get it. That's exactly what I was going for. They get it. Um,
1: Ooh, and and yes, when they we, got,
0: have, yeah, we have yeah,
1: uh, we have NFL honors this Saturday.
0: Oh yes. Um, so going back to the uh, the. Chiefs against last kind of bow on the Chiefs offense against the Bucks defense. Um, I completely concede that the offensive line, if, okay, I I guess I'll ask you this. If Eric Fisher was healthy, if Mitchell Schwartz was out there, if this was a perfectly intact Kansas City offensive line, and we felt like Pat Mahomes was going to have all day to throw, what would be the impact on the line? Three and a half, half, half a point. Half a yeah, point? It's not, not it's much, not a right? Lot. No. So, do you think that half a point adjustment down is fair? Does it? Does it really matter that Eric Fisher is not going to be out there?
1: A little bit, but maybe not a half point. It should be like a quarter. It's it helps, but at the same time, Andy Reid knows what he's working with. Like we, we're talking about. You know, you know, the defensive coordinator here trying to figure out what to do. You're also giving Andy Reid two weeks to scheme, knowing well that yeah. he might be getting roasted off the edges. I mean, JPP has had a great year. They've, they've had edge pressure all year on good de- offensive lines Yeah, going, to get some backups. And not only that, but you know what? Uh, Schwartz, it wasn't an injury that happened a week ago, right? Like, they've been working with that, that configuration on that side for a while. And they also get two weeks they also get two weeks to work with this new configuration and offensive line and Andy Reid. So it's just, there there's nobody like there's nobody that's worth that many points on an offensive line. That's not a center.
0: I can't even recall in any time in my life. an Andy Reid offense has been especially susceptible to a pass rush either. To be honest, he's always had an answer.
1: Oh, no, he's, he's a, he's a better, he's a better schemer. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not excited if you're a Kansas City backer, but I I trust Andy to take care of things here.
0: Okay. Okay. So, what we're saying then is Chiefs are going to score. The game, the game. (laughs) It's a lot of words to say that. (laughs) I wonder if the market has priced that in, do you think? Um, So, then the entire question about the handicap comes down to can Tampa Bay score? And in a neutral state, sure. Um, in this particular game, they're pretty intact, right? I don't know. Do you have an update on Antonio Brown for me? Are we expecting him? Does it matter? I don't know if it matters, but at the same time, I the way
1: that this is drug on is making me think he's not going to play. Like That's making me a little nervous. For, for Tampa... It just it seemed like he was really close, and then like ah no, no no he can't play, and now the fact that he hasn't really practiced much it says, you know the you know the coaches will say what the coaches say, but the, the way this is drug out is making me a little worried. I think he dresses, I think he even if it's just as a, a bit of a decoy, I think he plays, but he might not be fully effective.
0: Okay, so target options for Tom Brady. Let's go over the embarrassment of riches, playoff Lenny. Huge target, you know, you gotta target him five times in this game at least, right? Um, no, that's facetious. Uh, if you're Evans. a Kansas
1: City backer, you hope so.
0: Yeah, okay, I guess what, how do we distribute targets here between Evans, Godwin, Scotty Miller, and do we see Johnson much? In yeah, this you'll game? see Tyler. How about Brayton and Gronk? Who, how Braid
1: you- for sure? Brayton's been Breit. great, that rhymes. Yeah, so, okay, true.
0: so in be- a, a, a bevy of options in the past game, even outside, you know, with no Brown. That's fine. Um, Do they match up well against this Kansas City pass defense? When I look at this pass defense, I had questions about them going into that Buffalo game because they had a couple of guys hurt. Um, It turned out that they play at a very high level when asked, this coverage unit especially. They cover well. They have a bunch of guys that are kind of all equal strength. You can't really um, say. There's not a a big leak. There's no no, – Thank you, guys. What a great way to put it. There's no obvious leak. There's no obvious place to attack them in the passing game. And a lot of what Brady does in general when he's got this many weapons is he finds the soft spot and they just you know they they find Kevin King and they embarrass him. <laughs> you know, make
1: him, make him sad, just ruin it, <laughs> just his
0: ruin life. his career. Yes, in one game. Um, that that's kind of the mo for. Brady over the years, like, you know, finding the weak spot takes them a little while to do it sometimes, but find it and then exploit it. And I don't see it in the passing defense for the chiefs. Do you think Tampa ultimately comes in with a pass first approach? We saw them go run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass ad nauseum against the Packers. It did not cost them in that game. They did not pay a consequence or a price for a bad sequencing plan. Do we see similar in this Chiefs game where they try to play keep away, run, run, pass, and is it effective against this Chiefs team? Because I have very, very significant questions that it's going to be effective against them, to be honest.
1: While I like the fact that they're a good running team and they can run on this team, like, should they? Because while we said it's a solid secondary There's not an obvious leak. There's not an obvious, like, really soft spot. It's not a high-end secondary. No, no. It's it's passable. It's functional. It's middle of the league. It's okay. So when you have this just wealth of riches at wide receiver, not only wide receiver, but two very good tight ends and a couple of guys who can catch passes out of the backfield, going run-run pass... Would seem like a good way to just screw up the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> and, but at the same time, I don't believe he'll change his mind on how he does things. And some of this is just confirmation bias. You would think on a coach's part. I think that's why we see stupid performances at high levels, because once a team gets this far, whether it's a national title game, a Super Bowl, World Series, like, why would you change your coaching style? We made it this far. No coach in their head is thinking, oh, man, I've been screwing up all year, but somehow we got it this far anyway, and I just keep doing it, like the goofy meme where I'll fucking do it again. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you know he's he, the, if you're calling this offense you're not thinking man i'm glad we made it to the super bowl even though my stupid first down runs
0: and you see <laughs> you, you like our plan us. works baby
1: our plan no yeah it's confirmation bias you stick yeah. with it and i think it will hurt them whereas i think the best thing for tampa bay's offense will be kansas city's offense doing well like, if they end up getting down a score or two Eventually, you end up abandoning it, abandoning it, and that's why Kansas City
0: leads are good for
1: unders usually. But I do like this offense as far as a
0: comeback offense. Yeah, and the fourteen points they scored in the fourth quarter of the game—we keep going back to ad nauseum—was evidence of that. Those were lightning fast points scored. Those were thirty-yard touchdown passes, right? There was like
1: yeah, there was like four and a half minutes between those two drives. Bang,
0: bang, bang. Yeah, they were they were capable of scoring quickly. I don't know. I guess out of the gate, whether to expect much out of these guys, Tom Brady has been historically slow in Super Bowls for every reason. I can't tell you that that's signal or noise, I have no fucking clue. Um, but he has been historically slow to start Super Bowls. Um, and you know, the chiefs this year, at least in the playoffs have had good first halves. It took them a little while to get going against Buffalo, but in reality, you know, they had a one, three, and out that was a drop away from a good drive, and they had a muffed punt, and that was all of Buffalo Bills' points. Yeah. Basically, every next opportunity they, they scored touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. So, I I would say the likelihood that, um, you know, the Chiefs can get a lead in this game and play from ahead is pretty decent. Um, and, and I agree with you. At that point, Tampa Bay has to throw the playbook out and just pass, 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 let Tom Brady do his thing. I don't see where they necessarily can attack the chiefs defense through the air with, you know, like I don't think the third down conversions are going to look as clean as they did for Brady against the Packers. Basically.
1: No, No, that was, that was going to be tough.
0: uh, They're going to have, they
1: they played well. Like you can't like variance is also a direct descendant of playing well. Like if you play well, you call good plays and you have a good quarterback and good receivers. Your variance is gonna land on your side more often than not. I did yeah. somebody brought up uh <clears throat> in the, the previous matchup between these two teams. Somebody said, you know, the BS pass roughing the passer call on that INT. And I remember people being really mad about that and me not being mad. I don't <laughs> think I had action on the game. And I went so I went back and I was watching it while you call it. And like you can say what you want. He hit him with his forearm right in the head. Like yeah. and right right in front of the back judge. Like if you if you hit a quarterback in the head, like they have to call it nowadays. Yeah. Like it was good, it was great pressure, and, and this shit happens. Like we see so many worse roughing the passer calls than this. Like it, like anytime you hit a quarterback in the head, they're gonna have to call that shit now. That's just the, the rules of the game now. So that was that was a high leverage play, and it was really that's the NFL man. Bad luck on one play. If his arm is, you know. 10 degrees off to the side and just comes across on the shoulder and yep. that ball probably that probably goes in the same spot it's picked and the game yep. might've changed. But yeah, I I wanted to go back and look at that. I do think JPP has a decent game, but if Andy can out scheme, it might not, it all might be for, for not.
0: Okay. So let's talk though about making Brady look bad. Is there a path? That, Cause I'm talking I've talked a lot of up top. There's a long tail to the chiefs winning, but with margin. A lot of those cases are Steve Spagnuolo's defense makes Brady look bad. Spagnuolo knows how to do it. We've seen him do it. Yeah. He did it with the Giants. Uh, and he, know, he kind of, I guess he really, he wrote the book on this. It was really his philosophy that I think a lot of other teams have tried to adopt through the years to limit Brady. And it is primarily using your interior pass rush to generate pressure up the middle. Because mm-hmm. Brady when he's being rushed from the edges when when pressure is coming from the outside he has an, an eyes in the back of his head he's got Silky uncanny, smooth
1: step up uncanny Silky ability
0: smooth. to step up in the pocket, avoid the pressure, maneuver like you know magic in the pocket and uh, and deliver passes down the field and hurt people and but Spagnolo came away with a good plan of pressuring up the middle and Spagnolo by the way, has maybe one of the most important players in this game to do that with, which is Chris Jones. And, you know, Chris Jones is a freaking big game player. Like, he for sure gets his game up when they're going up against their best competition. All of his best games this season have been against winning teams. Uh, and I think it's fair to expect Chris Jones to be a disruptive force here, even though he's going up against all-universe Allie Marpet and a lot of matchups, probably. Yeah. Bucks center. Jensen, also quite good. Did Jensen retire? Who's the one that so that
1: That's why... I'll look it up in a sec. That's I why... And we did say the offensive line for Tampa's good. This pass rush has some decent players. I don't know if it's Spagnola that's going to cause Tom Brady to be less than successful in this game. I might put it more on Byron Leftwich. I'm still still stuck on that point. I think Kansas City is going to do what Kansas City does. I don't think there's some grand game scheme that they can come up with that's just going to ruin Brady's entire day, render him – completely useless just completely neuter this offense it's going to come down to left doing it himself if they if if they do what they did against green bay and end up being short on some of these third downs it's oh good we're punting it back to them and we're down 10 nothing already that you've seen this this action before if teams cannot get the offense moving in Kansas city's trucking. It just, it starts to pile up on you. It's, it's like the joke about interceptions being worse than field goals. Like punts are punts are considerably worse too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it, it may be a case of if Tampa is too tentative. So similar to what we said about the San Francisco 49ers doing it uh, last year, if they aren't going to put together a good offensive, and that's the thing, like the Niners, they didn't have this weapons. Like they had some good players on offense, but they don't have the weapons. That's what, why this would be such a waste. Like this would be such a waste if they don't get this offense moving. If they're not more aggressive on early downs, more early down passing, if they can't, if they can't get that through their head, it might not matter what Spags throws out there.
0: I don't disagree. Um, What if, uh, so what if I'm, what if, what if my gut is wrong? And what if Tampa Bay has absolutely no resistance and scores at will. And the Eric Fisher injury matters a ton and Shaq Barrett and JPP are alternating game-breaking sacks on third down for the f- first five drives for the Chiefs. How much of a lead does Tampa need to be safe victory three touchdowns?
1: Three scores, yeah.
0: Three scores. So three scores feels good. Ten touchdown field goal. You're okay. Yeah, seventeen three, points. You think?
1: Well, I'm not, not, not okay. But that's where that's if I'm a Tampa Bay backer, I'm, that's where I'm breathing easy. Okay. So like, if I'm only up by like thirteen, that doesn't feel great.
0: What You've do you seen yeah, that okay. movie
1: too many times?
0: Yeah. So if you're up seventeen points at 17 halftime, points as a Tampa Bay backer, you're feeling pretty. Well, yeah. Good. Especially if you have the three and a half. Yeah. Oh, especially if you have three. Yeah, that I completely agree with. Um Okay. Okay. Uh what's the live line like if Tampa Bay's up 17 0 or three scores, 17 points at some point? 24 to 7. Well,
1: how we well, gotta do the time decay. What what point of the game is it?
0: Second quarter. Up Winding 17
1: down. Nothing. Tampa minus six and a half.
0: Okay. Okay. Um we feel that Tampa Bay, I've felt all season long that Tampa Bay is the kind of team that is always game to come back. They're always live for a comeback, but it's a team that is gonna have a very difficult time to put away a lead. That's kind of my general read on Tampa. Uh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> twenty three seems good, yeah. Let's say it's twenty three, it's third quarter. Is that you feel good? Um the yeah, so in general, the um, the Tampa live game is the most interesting aspect of this in my mind because I'm willing to entertain the idea that Tampa Bay's offense succeeds well early and that they can stop Mahomes early because of the pass rush mismatch. And at that point, it turns into, you know, comeback mode for the Chiefs, you know, with God mode Mahomes and, you know, hold on for dear life. Um Attacking the live over make more, more sense to you than attacking Chiefs comeback or double, double, double down.
1: But, I mean, I did both last time. <laughs> Remember we Yeah. somebody in, in one of the chats was like, are we when it was nine, nothing? Yeah. Are we like, doing the, the over or, or Chiefs? I'm like, I couldn't decide. I did both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which
1: we it worked out again, four times <laughs> well
0: But then, um, the script a little bit, Kansas City with the lead. We're feeling under. Right,
1: We are feeling a little under, even though it is a better offense than most and it has shown some proclivity to score, maybe in garbage time. I mean, some of that was a little bit. They were up. At, at one point, it was still a 14, 17-point lead. So I I would like the total under. And then even, even depending on how big the handicap is, look at maybe a little bit of Tampa. If it starts getting real late, the clock's really ticking down and you feel like this game's dead. No matter what Tampa does, you can look at, like, a Tampa backdoor if they hang a big enough number.
0: I don't disagree with that. Yeah,
1: J- just because of what Kansas City is going to be doing in clock-burning mode. I don't think they're going to go down and score to really hammer it away. They just, if it if it ends up anything like the last game, it is hard to run on this team. You might end up punting it back to them and only winning, only winning the game by, like, eight or something, you know? And yeah, if you, have a, if you have futures, if you have a big Tampa future, somebody, this is a question I've seen a million times already on the timeline. Like there's only three, if you have Tampa like 40 to one or some of these numbers I've seen, there's only three reasons to hedge. If it's going to be life-changing money that you can win, if it's going to be life-changing money that you're going to lose, or if you think the other side is so clearly a, a quantifiable 80%. edge that you need to be making. Obviously, if you have Tampa to win, I'm not saying lay three and a half with Kansas City. Even even if you really do think that's a big edge, I would feel really awful about making that bet, having both, and watching Kansas City win like two. That would be just, I, I don't think I could do that for my mental well-being. But if you do think there's enough correlation. Maybe lay some lay some money lines. So that's my only hedging answer. I'm going to give. It's 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 a hundred percent case by case. Like the true answer is never hedge, because you have Tampa at forty to one. Their money line's plus one fifty. You're yeah. Did you did good. You did great. You do that enough times, you're going to strike hard one of these times. It's going to hurt all the other times you lose, but you're going to strike hard if you continue to make good good bets on future bets like that.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, I don't disagree with any of what you said there. I would, uh, I would only add um, if you have six to one at a decent, you know, decent stake, and you've captured a lot of equity because the current line is now one and a half to one. Yeah. Um, you can decide if you want to just cover your stake, if you want to create a position on Kansas City, or you want to you you have a position on with Tampa right now. And you can decide do you want to take some of that position off or do you want to uh you know flip it entirely? You have plenty of flexibility. You could come at a heavy KC position.
1: Is it oasis?
0: <laughs> What's that? Is that oasis? Oh, I think it might be. No, it's not oasis. Shane's no. one of those two guys. Um, all right. So I just thought maybe he's one of the
1: he's one of them. Maybe Shane know. is. Maybe it's a know. pseudonym. You know what? Pulp is better anyway. Anyway. Okay. Back to that. Um, and you know what? You know what you do with futures? Diamond hands. Hold, <laughs> Hold the line. Uh,
0: okay. So special teams edge either way here. Slight Tampa, Tampa Slight Tampa Bay. Slight Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. Tampa Bay's special teams has looked good. They have a good return game. Both punters are great. Whatever. I don't know that for a fact. I just said it.
0: A little concerned about Chiefs kicker?
1: A little bit. It is outdoors. It could be there there could be a little bit of wind. It could be a wet day. We don't know what the weather looks like yet. There's a there's always a chance of rain. It's Florida. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um Slight Edge Tampa Bay for X Factor stuff, I guess. Um all right. So ultimately, uh I'm gonna attack this game with some I have some KC positions, so I'm literally like and not really incentivized to go now lay some points or lay some shoes for KC, even though I do think there's a slight edge and I do think there's some tail. Um, I'm going to play some alt spreads for fun. Um, Kansas City minus 6.5, Kansas City minus 13.5, just uh, because of the potential for there to be a game state where um, Tampa Bay is at a deficit and can't come back, doesn't come back. They get pass rush up the middle to Brady. That works. That uh, this is one way action, but I think the more likely game state, and I think the way that this goes is probably Tampa gets the lead first, and kc plays comeback at some point, and the entire the entire game unfolds, winner unfolds, spread winner unfolds, based on how many times you can stop Kansas City in the second half here. Um, oh, that's wild!
1: That is Johnny Marr. That's funny. Different band, much more depressing. <laughs> I like the Smiths.
0: Yeah, Um
1: weird dude, but
0: okay. Uh, so sorry
1: to keep getting into Brit pop.
0: No, that's okay. That's okay. You're you're uh, you're you're over the Super Bowl. I understand. I'm, um, I'm
1: I'm excited for the prop episode. And anybody who hasn't caught onto that yet, Wednesday night we're doing a prop episode.
0: Yeah, think hard about res- the regardless of game state, which angles are are viable because that's the important one. That's the important that way to.
1: Talk. Is the biggest yeah. part because if you think about how this game state goes, you look at a prop and say, "Oh, this tight ends yardage." And you say, well, if if the game goes this way, it's dead. If the game goes this other way, it looks good. Well, that sucks because you don't know how this game is going to go. You can price that. You can put a distribution together. You can put a probability together. But there are certain props that no matter how the game state goes, it's likely to have similar results. And that's, yeah, that's what we're looking for. No matter how the game goes, the anthem is going to be the same.
0: Yeah. Who's more likely to hit their team total here? Kansas City 29 and a half or Tampa Bay
1: 26.5? About the same as an I suppose KC. Yeah.
0: Not by a lot though, right?
1: No, it's pretty close.
0: So no secret pod play. What about Tampa Bay team total over in the first half? We think ball first, Spruce is a thing.
1: Is he gonna be like 14 though? Uh, I haven't looked so at that. Their yet. full
0: game, their full game spread is 26 and, a half, and there's probably a little bit built in on Brady never scores in the first quarter, so maybe it's shaded a little low.
1: Let's go second quarter team, second quarter team total.
0: Okay, let me, but that doesn't really help us if Ball Force Bruce no scores in the first.
1: No, it doesn't. I don't know, man.
0: You don't. I. So we don't have a secret pod play. Is that how this is going?
1: There's only one game.
0: Right. we'll there's, come up with like nine half, plays though. and props there's two halves
1: though we will do a halftime show
0: i can't believe i can't talk you into tampa bay uh first half team first half points over
1: all right how about tampa bay first quarter we we kick the trend ball first bruce scores six and a half is plus 100
0: the, what do you like the, better?
1: six? What do you like, first quarter six and a half or first half 13 and a half? It's tough.
0: It's funny to be going hard at at a trend that is so robust. Do you have this actually large sample size of Tom Brady's first quarter Super Bowls?
1: With a different team.
0: Yeah, with a different team, yeah. Uh, you can find six and a half at plus one hundred. You said, "Yep, that's online. it for the first quarter." That's it. Team my total. fair, my fair price on that is minus one twenty.
1: I make it one twenty one, so I'm a little more, uh <laughs> a little more bullish than you. You can find over six and a half for plus one hundred. All right, this is Send this is away. an actual prop you can bet too. The side boob. Where what? Side What's boob prop? Probably bet online, man. They have they have everything. Boob.
0: Where? What's how is she involved in in the first place?
1: She's not involved directly in like the Super Bowl. She's at like the TikTok pregame tailgate,
0: oh, okay. thing or whatever. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Let's do f- secret pod play. Tampa Bay first quarter points over six and a half.
1: All right, let me cue the secret pod play Music. graphic. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's different. That's something completely different. Oh, look, you can get a thousand dollar free bet in Michigan. Wow, you lucky bastards, you. Wow, do that. Sign up. Send me a thing. If you do that, I'll send you one of these too. Pick your poison. Either sweatshirt. Love you guys.
0: Hey, um, final prediction.
1: Thirty-seven,
0: thirty-one. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like team. it. Either team, no, you think Casey's winning. Casey, I do believe Casey will win. Casey by six, live Just, overs are all, are um, all solid.
1: Your m- prediction what will be the big storyline we're all talking about on Monday? And I'll give you two options. Will it yeah. be more of, oh my God, what a master class for Kansas City, or I can't believe Bruce Arians did blankety blank?
0: Ooh, ooh. I think it's going to be... Because I can see the ladder. I think it's going to be KC. I think everyone's conception right now is that KC... I mean, KC, the market thinks KC has a 60% chance to win, right? Yes. And they probably go down at some point and come back and win. And I think there's probably going to be... It could be by margin. And I think the story on Monday is literally going to be 3 peak question mark? We're
1: talking a minimum eight pete
0: eight pete yeah eight no i pete. honestly i do think that's going to be the storyline monday morning is this, can the chiefs yeah. go through repeat it are might they, be a case where bruce
1: screws up Bruce screws can anyone beat this team matter
0: are they is kansas city going to be the first team to go 17 and 0 in the regular season can they do it what do you think
1: I don't think I don't think Andy cares about that. Not me. I'm not speaking in the third person. Yeah. Like a- Andy Reid isn't like a, he doesn't give a shit about a 17 and 0 season. Not only that, his never been done. His his legacy is so intact at this point. We were worried about that a little. Like man, they they got the Super Bowl done. Like, is there a, a malaise? But I I don't think he gives a shit about that. Where he if they were like 15 and 0, they would rest players. Okay. All right.
0: Well, I think the chase for perfection is going to be on next year.
1: 20-0. It would be a 20-0 team. 20 O, twenty 20-0 has a nice ring to it. 0.
0: Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All Thanks right, Thanks for man. hanging out with us. Thanks, Appreciate guys. You.
1: Everyone in the chat. Throwing some good ideas my way. Getting mad about old bats. Talking diamond hands. Shane apparently knows a bunch of, I oh, oh yeah, said, I know that jam. I'm not going to try. I can't do more. I can't do that. Oh, I
0: can't sing. Tonight. Take
1: me out tonight.
0: Oh, that's a great song. Charming man. The
1: music charming. and the feel. Is... Charming... No, I don't know all the words that. Yeah. Driving Sorry. in my car.
0: <laughs> oh, you got this down, man. You want to keep going? You want to sing us out? I I, I that's. I think that's the
1: extent of the lines I know.
0: I think that, that was the light that never goes out. You had it. You nailed it. That was good no i know the song like that's one of their big hits but yeah. all right well take care good luck this this week prepping we'll be back with the the real super bowl podcast on wednesday where we crush the props i cannot wait i feel like morrissey's or smith's that's like that's really good uh is that good uh karaoke jams oh like, i don't know you're do a good karaoke player. rendition on this Real vocal. You know.
1: The the chorus is like I'm just remembering the chorus. Like, and if a double decker bus <laughs> crashes into a I can't think of- See how bad I am at the this- Smiths. That you got it, man. My my karaoke go to is